This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He can do amazing handstands. podcast episodes were the answer to the ultimate question of life the universe and everything coined by douglas adams a writer of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you'd know this has to be episode 42 of the harmonious gentleman yeah that was a good one (laughs) you had to know i was going with that when you when you knew it was episode 42 right yeah there were choices, too, because uh, Jackie Robinson Day was just a couple of days ago in the majors when every player wore uh, number 42, first black player in the major leagues. So that's uh, a tie for the other intro that we could have done. It's also like people's birthdays. I'm sure it's somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. I think it <laughs> There's is. There's a lot of people. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the illustrious guest's 42nd birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let that fourth voice just hang there for a second. Okay. And we'll just move through. Yeah. And you'll find out yeah. in a moment who, who, who's speaking. But Chris, really quickly, I do have a quick message I want to read. Okay. Uh, we got some feedback on the last episode. I'm thrilled. Um, one of my favorite pieces of feedback so far. <laughs> um, this is yet another um, consequence of one of Chris's many confessions. And uh, I the, think maybe it's time to just not have that segment <laughs> as part of the podcast. I think only you should do it. From now. <laughs> Bites me in okay, I'm not going to say who it's from. Uh, <laughs> You'll figure you can it out figure it out quickly. <clears throat> Harmonious gentlemen, I feel like I need to clear something up in regards to my husband's alleged confession in the last episode. <laughs> Chris mentioned he had thrown out something and I was, quote, going through the garbage and found it. I want to make clear that I was not picking through the garbage. I was putting something in it, bracket, now I wish it had been something of Chris's. Hurtful. And the basket was just sitting on top, so I just took it back out. Chris then tried to justify his actions and said that he'd never seen this basket before and I'd probably just bought it at the dollar store or something, but I must call him out on that because although it is not a cherished heirloom as you had hoped, Graham, it has been used as part of our Easter slash spring decorating for the last several years. Huh. This year I didn't decorate for Easter since we were going to be away, but I did take the basket out of the box that stores the decorations and left it filled with Easter goodies on our table for our son who stayed home. I did this the morning we left, and Chris threw it out the day we got home, (laughs) so it hadn't even had a chance to be clutter. (laughs) Side note, Graham, Chris did once try to throw out the only suitcase my grandfather came with when he emigrated to Canada. (laughs) It gets worse. (laughs) It had been sitting in our garage while I figured out where I wanted it in our house, and rather than realizing it was a precious memento, he wrote it off as junk without a second thought. I'm beginning to think I should maybe look through our garbage more often. Also, you are right. Liver is terrible. <laughs> oh, so I won't say who for, that's from, but thank you. <laughs> There's awesome. the whole story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's Thanks the only feedback for communicating for with us. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to more um, messages from Shanna. Yeah. Well, um, on our 42nd episode, we are welcoming a very special guest, and Tyler. Maybe you could just uh, introduce who we've got with us tonight. Well, he is a local singer-songwriter. A mad creative genius. <laughs> yes. He's um, award winner, um, Canadian Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, he just handed me a very nice record. Yeah. His name is Ryan Langlois. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you. 
and it's his forty second birthday that's today. Wild. I still don't even believe that. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I know. It's meant to be. You're meant to be. It's meant to be. Yep. And it's. Uh, I've been desiring to be to join the Harmonious Gentleman for a while. I think we've discussed it. Yeah. A few times in the mm-hmm. past. So yeah. Yeah. It's good to be here on the forty second episode. Oh man, thanks yeah. for making it work. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna maybe talk creativity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about creativity? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very elusive, but I try. <laughs> you got some thoughts? Yeah, some thoughts. As long as you can teach us your ways, we're happy. Yeah. We yeah. just want to learn. I can. I can yeah. teach him. Cool. Nice. Well, maybe we'll uh, do a quick break for recommendations and then jump in. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a crunchy, crunchy treat. Um, old Dutch, Dutch Crunch chips. Have you guys had those chips before? Mm-hmm. I found a new flavor. They have many, like that brand of chips is, is good all around. But there's a spicy dill that I had never had before, and that's what I'm recommending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Dutch Crunch spicy dill. Very okay. good. But it's so it's like spicy enough that you have to slow down. Which I think is good because with wow. chips sometimes I can go a little fast <laughs> <laughs> and uh, regret it later. But this you have to pace yourself. Well, Miss Vicky's also has a spicy dill, so maybe mm-hmm. that's the new thing new right fat. now. Yeah, I just picture like the Duff beer thing, and it's just the same shoot going into two different company bags. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like oh, no yeah. one can oh, yeah. tell the difference. You know? Yeah, it could that's be possible, but still, yeah. But I recommend as long as it. it's quite good. delicious. We're not putting <laughs> yeah. it down. It's a good idea. <laughs> Um, thanks, Tyler. My recommendation is just a doubling down. And it's an old show that I mentioned a few episodes back. But I finished The Wire last night. Mm. I recommended it, I think, after season two or three. But we finished it. And I just want to say once again, it's absolutely amazing. And if you have Crave, you should watch The Wire. Mm. It's con- it's considered one of the greatest television shows ever created. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, I remember hearing that a bunch and maybe not believing it as yeah. much. I thought very hyped. But... It really is a special hmm. show. What did you think of season five? There's lots of debate on season five. Yeah, I heard that debate. I, It was good. Yep. I didn't think it was a bad season. I thought, I don't want to go into details because my my opinion comes from the details of the story, but I <laughs> yeah. kind of think it was a meta mm-hmm. um, sort of commentary on what people thought of the show, yep. if that makes any sense. Like it was an outlandish storyline compared to the rest, but I thought that was intentional. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best season, but uh, it wrapped up nicely and... Yeah, check it out. The Wire. Nice. Good. It's it's just Boy, amazing. you recommended it twice. Yeah, that must doing. really mean something. I know. And you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double. Triple no, we did finish it. Now we're done with power. Crave. That was the whole Are idea. You? Yeah. Well, For I now. hope you got to see Andre the Giant's biopic on there. I didn't. It's awesome. Okay. So that's my short recommendation. Okay. The second half of my recommendation is Blind Man uh swag. Tyler's wearing a sweet zip up hoodie tonight. Mm-hmm. And they have a great uh, selection of toques, hats. Golf hoodies. balls, I saw. They have oh. all kinds of stuff. Ooh. That's cool. And I don't golf, but that sounds neat. <laughs> Do they have Harmonious Gentleman stickers on the counter? Maybe you could get Heidi to say, ask Hans if he has Blind Man stickers. All right, done. Okay. Okay. So watch Under the Giant's biopic. It's an HBO um, documentary. And wear, do it while wearing your Blind Man toque. You once recommended the graphic novel 
yeah. based on Andre the Giant. I kind of love Andre the Giant. Yeah, you kind of love wrestling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's really good in The Princess Bride. He is. Yeah. I think I recommended that too. So yeah. good, man. Okay. And uh, Ryan. Yes. Recommendations. I uh, I have two because we were, I was pondering creativity and um, a new album dropped on Friday by Eric Church called Heart. Um, he is consistently in the kind of the contemporary mainstream country world. He's just consistently, mm. in my opinion, the best for writing productions unique and uh the album is so good i listened to it today as i mopped my house <laughs> it was really good is mopping a recommendation or it is okay that's another that's been like it's a revelatory experience for my mental health journey nice. <laughs> it's weird wow. okay. yeah lavender pine salt <laughs> <laughs> nice. and uh i did want to recommend a book that i read a while ago um just in regards to creativity and it's uh it's by Stephen King, but it's his book on writing, and it's mm. called On Writing, A Memoir of the Craft. Wow. And mm. it's, for any creative journey, it's just a brilliant look into the, the craft of art. And I'm not a big Stephen King fan. I don't, I've tried to read a bunch of his books, and I can never finish. Mm. But he's one of the most prolific writers we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And his dedication to that craft is just astounding. So that book is really, really well worth the read. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Chris, do you read Stephen King? I've read a bunch. If it's too darkly horrific, I can't do it. But then he's got some. Read? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to. The Dome is a pretty cool story. Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah, those short stories. Was Green Mile. Green Mile. Well. Um, Stand By Me. Yep. It's a great short story. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think the Dark Tower series. Wasn't yeah, I really spooky. wanted that to be. I really wanted to like that, but I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. It just didn't. I could. I just kept getting lost. Yeah. Yeah, he's quite the dude. Yeah. Well, uh, Ryan, your recommendation leads well into I think what we want to talk about. Yeah. Tonight. Talk yeah. about creativity. Tyler's in desperate need of some creativity in his yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in a rut, Ty, or what? Just, and you didn't mop more, I guess. <laughs> you do. Mop more. You need to mop with some good tunes. Stephen yeah. King less. Well, stay tuned for Tyler learning how to be a better person. <laughs> so, Ryan, you're 42 years old. Yep. How long ago did you start playing music and how did that all begin it's a probably been 20 years now so i actually started a bit later than i guess a lot of people start when they're kids you know picking mm-hmm. up instruments or whatever or yeah. start a high school band but i started later after i was married and had a mortgage and had a kid and <laughs> so it was a bit of a unique um situation and i didn't i grew up with a little bit of music in my family like around the campfire um but nothing of any significance or performance or playing or writing Mm. or creating really in any way. And then uh, I didn't really, it was kind of after I, I had a, um, like a spiritual awakening or whatever you, however you want to call that. And um, it's, it happened shortly after that because I was working a job I hated. I was pipelining and I'd been doing it for a number of years and I was tired of it. And, um, we had our son Jonah and my wife loved her job. I hated my job. So I said, you go back to work and I'll stay home. So hmm. I took 
um, I think it was nine months of parental leave and stayed home with Jonah. And during one afternoon, he was down for a nap and I was, we were in Cold Lake at the time living and I was sitting on the couch watching this music doc that was on. And there was a scene in the movie where it showed the band, I remember it was black and white and it showed the band backstage kind of pre-show all together, you know, hyping each other up and and uh, getting excited. And then the they got up and the, they said their prayer and they did their cheer and then the camera followed them on stage. And I mm. seriously had a revelatory mm. moment and went, I'm going to do that. Wow. Uh-huh. I had no yeah. concept of <laughs> what that meant or like <laughs> how on earth I was going to go from not playing or singing or doing anything in Cold Lake where there was no music scene to doing that. But I just knew I was going to. And so shortly after, um, there was a guy we were going to church with and he was a guitar player and a singer. And my wife went to him and basically bartered her services as a a graphic designer to make business cards for him in exchange for him to give me guitar lessons. Wow. So I started going to his house a couple times a week and he basically taught me the four basic shapes of guitar, G, C, D, E minor, and gave me a capo, which allows you to play any key with those shapes, and said, it's all you need to know. And huh. and I, you're in your 20s. Yeah, 20, yeah, I was 20, 22, 22, 23. And hadn't played guitar before then? No. Wow, this really surprises me, actually. Yeah. It was just, and then he, so yeah, he started teaching me, and I just knew, I just, and I started telling, I started like prophesying it, telling yeah. people like, you wait, I'm going to be on the radio. You wait. <laughs> so were you like a real quick study? Like, did you learn it fast? Was he like, wow, you're a savant or? No, I, he definitely didn't call me a savant. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're a little arrogant, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I felt it hmm. like I felt it quickly. Um, I was, I've never been a, I'm not a great craftsman when it comes to instrumentation. I can do it. I can do certain things well, but I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a, you know, I don't study it. I don't know, um, notes. Like musical theory. Yeah. I don't know theory. So, uh, but I just knew that I was going to do this thing. So I would practice and, and then I, Started singing in church, and we had we were going to this little church, tiny setup every more every Sunday morning with like fifteen of us in this coffee house. And uh, the guy that taught me was uh, the music leader, and so I would get up and sing the odd song and put my head down and just pour sweat as I'm singing my <laughs> whatever song I'm singing. And I always remember for some reason my my gramps came to one, and he was an old school Catholic big burly hard man like awesome loving man but big burly hard guy and he came happened to come to church with us in this coffee house and he was just like this is not church (laughs) and then and then i i just remember i had to sing that morning and i'm just looking at my gramps and i'm just so afraid and (laughs) singing but um that's kind of where it started and then intention is like probably the key word to my artistic journey and because i just I did everything I could do to position myself to have this ridiculous dream I have come true. So all of a sudden I heard word of an open mic night in Cold Lake happening, which was, there wasn't anything like that. (laughs) 
but there was a coffee house and they started doing one. And so I'm like, well, if, that's, if this is what I want to do, that's what I got to do. So I started going to the open mic and singing a snow patrol song was on my, I had a snow patrol song and one original that I sang. And I did that like every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've still got yeah. some really bad pictures of my outfits. I was wearing them too. And then, uh, <laughs> and then this was, this was also during the, the, um, the Canadian idol craze Oh yeah, it was huge at All this right, time. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I want to be a performer. Wow. I want to be a singer. I'm going to go audition for Canadian Idol because that seems like I could learn something. Yeah. And so I went like five times, four times, four years in a row. Wow. I went the first two years. I, made, I went and I made it further each time through the process and learned so much just about like what it means to sing and perform and sort of the business side of mm. creativity and well, to call that creativity and art is a bit of a stretch, but yeah, the, yeah. the idea of performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, then on the third year, I ended up getting like onto the TV show and they came and did like, they came to my house and did the big oh, whoa. profile, yeah. the fam. Yeah. And cause I was this gas fitter from cold Lake, Alberta, and right. they came to follow me around work and, yeah, and is this so, on YouTube? Like, could you? Uh, could no, you find they that? they yeah, they scrub all that. Okay. Yeah. What year would that have been? I think it was oh six oh seven somewhere in there. Okay. It's all a bit of a blur, but it's yeah. somewhere in there. And uh, it was just, it was a game changer experience for me. Just learning, like realizing a little bit about what it takes beyond mm-hmm. co- beyond open mics and coffee houses. Well, just the attitude, it, it sounds like the attitude you had was, I'm going into this, I'm probably going to fail, but that's good. Yeah. Like, I, I'm doing this to learn, and then go back and back and back. Like, that's that's does impressive. It, that's yeah. awesome. And does it make a difference? Like, are you meeting people who are also kind of the same um, posture as you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there was, there was brilliant people, and then there was, you know, hard workers like me, and then there was the kooky ones that... Mm-hmm. You know, we all love on the TV. But it was a just an incredible experience. Um, and then I came out of that just kind of with a renewed confidence that, like, I can do, I can do this. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. a pop star, so I get that I'm not on Canadian Idol. But and uh, I just kept, I just continued to move with intention towards this ridiculous dream. Still, like, I remember being in B- Victoria out seeing my uncles and I remember driving down some main street with my uncle D who was a creative guy and who loved playing and stuff. And I remember telling him, we're just driving and said, I'm going to be on the radio one day, day, uncle D. And he was like, cool, you know, sweet. (laughs) Yeah. But no, they're like, you know, what what are you talking about? (laughs) I've never even heard you sing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. And then, so we were in Cold Lake, and then again with the intention thing, I'm, I wanted to get, I wanted to move to Red Deer. Um, my, my wife went to college here, and we knew there was a, a pretty good art scene. It was you know miles ahead of where we were, and so I just was like, I want, I want to move to Red Deer. So we're gonna, I'm gonna look for a job in Red Deer, and so we, eventually, um, we a job posting came up with the job I work for. I work for Atco Gas, and. Um, got the job and moved the family down here. Um, again, purely intentions of making music. Huh. Got to Red Deer, 
and didn't know anybody, nothing about anything, but I knew but I wanted to do this. So I sent an email to the music store, Parkland Audio at the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and said, hey, I'm new in town. I don't know anybody. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm just looking for people. Yeah. Check out my MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, all of a, a couple of days later, I get a, an, an email back from um, the drum tech. It was Dave Grobe. Some of you guys, you might know yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave sure. Grobe. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, I like your stuff. You want to go have a Tim's? <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> so yeah. we went and had a coffee and talked about it. And we started jamming. And then I met a guy at work through crazy circumstances. And he was a guitar player and a songwriter. And we started hanging out. And then met a guy at church who played bass. And all of us were like underqualified for what our vision was, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> and But we just started... We just mm. moved. We just started writing and then playing shows, and we did our thing. And we decided right from the beginning, though, that like every time we took the stage, we were going to leave every ounce of energy and passion and anything we had was going to be left every night, mm. whether we were playing for ten people, which was more often than not at that time, or five hundred, whatever mm. it was. This is the Boom Chucka Boys. Yeah, Boom Chucka Boys. And you played at the Centrium during Rebels games. Nope. We had we we did do we had done that. But But I you did it once? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember it. Yeah. Really clearly. I was a kid. Yeah. I remember that name like Boom Chucka Boys. I just Yeah, I was a teenager, but I remember thinking it was really cool. Nice. That yeah. name got us along. People love that name. Yeah. Hey, you don't forget it. No, that it was like, oh. Yeah. It's, it was first it was Ryan Langwa and the Boom Chucka Trio. <laughs> and then it was or the boom truck a duo whoever i could find <laughs> and then uh, i always remember this the you guys know the movie the three amigos yeah uh yeah it's yes. chris's so, favorite it's one of my yeah, top, real. for real so w- one of my early posters was us all like doctored with the three amigos outfits on yeah, that's yeah, awesome it was awesome so anyways we started yeah. doing that and uh and we just were practicing in the basement and we decided also we weren't going to be a cover band we were going to play covers but we were going to do original music and be unapologetic about it and uh even this like the, the idea of intention we didn't know where to play really yeah. and there was a place opening at the time called the hideout which has been around for a long yeah. time now but when it first opened i remember reading about it in the red deer advocate new venue going to be a music venue restaurant thinking about like texas country vibes so Sweet. So I contacted the newspaper, got the guy's contact who was building the place, emailed him, said, hey, we're abandoned town, might fit. He said, oh, come hang out or come, let's have, a, let's have lunch. Went to the unfinished business and kind of sat in his office and talked and we mm. kind of became their house band right off, like as they opened and we, that's where we cut our teeth, just rocking the hideout. Really? Yeah. That's the first place I went to a concert in Red Deer, actually, I think we moved really? here. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. White, White Horse. Oh, good one. Yeah, it was good. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just we went from there to playing for 10,000 people at mm-hmm. Big Valley Jamboree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it happened fast. Did it? And furious, yeah. But it was one night, we're playing the hideout, midnight. It was freezing cold. It was a February, I think, in February, minus 400. I just remember, I just remember loading in our gear that night. It was just brutal and it would have been easy to just be like nobody's in yeah. there 
and just check out. But we're like, no. So we're just rocking our set out. And after the second set, it's midnight and I'm just drenched in sweat and just like a mess high from the show. Mm-hmm. And I come off stage and my wife comes up. She's like, hey, uh, uh, Gord Bamford just walked in. Um, who's a big Canadian country yeah, star. Yeah. Nobody, if you're not country fans, but he just walked in and he was just staring at you, your whole set. I'm like, Oh, cool. So go over and he's like, Oh, love, love your energy, man. Love what you're doing. I'm like, thanks. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, I'm like, I gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the washroom yeah. and then, uh, trailing me was his manager. And so we're standing at the urinals doing biz Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, we were really impressed with you. Um, you want to come open a show for us in April in Provost? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's midnight. He's drunk. Yeah. You know, it's like, whatever. So I'm like, but yeah, that'd be great. So we wash up, shake hands. He's like, yeah, I'll send you an email Monday. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, see you later. So we go uh, Monday morning, get a contract in the email, 500 bucks drive down to Provost with four of us and <laughs> yeah, stay at some nice. crappy motel and yeah. we played the show and it was a, it went horribly for us. Sound sucked. I broke a string. It was just a mess, mm. but mm-hmm. through it all, um, Gord just kept standing backstage watching. He's like, man, mm. he was so pivotal in our journey. You got to have a break of some kind and yeah. he was ours. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we just, wow. and then we just kept taking, you know, a thousand rodeos later and, and we were headlining our own shows wow playing original music and yeah that's really cool has it been the the band's been consistent since the early days the personnel no we and the band broke up a few years ago okay but But it it started with um myself joel rathjen teddy mikhailo and dave grobe was the drummer and then we kind of reached a point where dave stepped aside and we brought in another guy yeah um, and then we brought in another guitar player as the show grew and the stages got bigger. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Dave Grobe's pretty great. Pretty he's great guy. Amazing. Yeah. He's a vocal assassin. Hmm. He's, he can sing like every harmony part at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> we, we play with him a couple of times and I think he was offended how often we're like, so are you cool with this? And he's like, yeah, just play. Like yeah. I, I can do it. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, I know we'd be we like, Dave, we, we need asking. a we need a fifth harmony. Can you do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. How about a third? Yeah. Can you do the third in the chorus? <laughs> third in the chorus and the fifth in the verses? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We'll do both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'll do just do both. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. Yep. Well, that's a good uh backstory. Oh man. That's only half of it. Yeah. We got say, we got all we got millions of years. We don't, we don't have all night. Wow. Yeah, that that's I mean, that was that was the rise to kind of the peak of the mountaintop. Yeah. Cool. Then there's always the fall down the other side from the peak of the mountaintop. Quick break. Yeah. <laughs> Part <Mountain>. two. <laughs> After the break. One of the things we've been bantering around uh, in between segments is the idea of what is creativity. Um, there's an author, her name is Elizabeth Gilbert, and she's written a book called Eat, Pray, Love. She's got some other books. One is about uh, creativity. It has magic in the title. Big magic. Big magic. So okay, we've got a fan here. <laughs> Anyways, one of her ideas is that creativity is like an entity that visits you 
And if you don't take um, the muse, like if you don't take that on, it'll go visit somebody else. So that I think she actually gets to the point where she believes that creativity is a, a thing like it's embodied own. spirit kind of or disembodied spirit that if you don't kind of absorb its energy, it'll go find somebody else to haunt or whatever the word would be. I, and that's a little mystical weird. But um, I think what's cool about that idea is that these ideas can kind of live outside of us and then we can kind of take on that energy. What do you guys think? So, is that too weird for you? It's a little weird. So like if Michael Jackson didn't grab Billy Jean, someone else would have written that song. She kind of gives an example, something like that, where she was going to write a story and she chose not to. And then she heard of another person. It might not have been her. I could be getting this story a little bit wrong, but that another person basically came out with a book that was like exactly what she would have done, but didn't. And then, and then she kind of came to the point where like, you should never say I could have done that because if you didn't do it, yeah. you should, it's kind of taking power away from the person who did. Um, it, it sounds kind of weird to me, but I like yeah. it. Like I like yeah. the, I like the weirdness of it. Like it's, it's a creative way of explaining it. I think, I don't know if I would say. I didn't, I didn't find it as, I didn't read that book like that. Okay. Like quite as haunty and ghost, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. the whole book I don't think is like that. No, it's, I think it's in my reading of it. It's more like God created the universe. It's like with, it is, it is creation. So it vi- it's in the air. Like, yeah. So it is kind of a spirit, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. but it is everywhere and all around us, knocking, asking to, asking yeah, to be to come in, to, manifested. Yeah. And yeah, wait, did you, you just say you don't think that's that weird? No, that is. I love that. <laughs> no, it's kind of weird. People might think that's weird, but it is the idea of like it's it not it knocks, and if yeah. you don't answer, it it longs to be manifested yeah so then it'll move next door yeah. and find the and kids find out, the kid in the basement yeah. learning guitar and be like that's like Stevie it's Ray not Vaughan. gonna miss out yeah it's you not might. gonna yeah it's yeah. not gonna miss out on coming to life yeah stevie ray vaughn nice yeah man sorry yeah Legend. yeah <laughs> so then I, any of us can be to get back to the question of like are we all creative or are some people just born creative with this way of thinking about it, then all of us have the equal opportunities. Yeah. And her you, point, you have to learn like, how to grab it. Or you you, have to you learn still how have to... to work hard and oh, sometimes yeah. it'll come like fully embodied. And I've heard singers or songwriters or um, artists in different ways will say like, it kind of just downloaded into me and I just was sort of the vessel. Like yeah. I've heard those kind of stories before, but she also says like, sometimes it takes years of toil with that idea before it's fully presents itself in a way that you can do something with it but well i like ryan's been using the word intentionality Mm -hmm. quite a bit like you just have to be intentional in finding like the way you've explained it is it or creative creativity or these ideas are the ones looking but i think of it the other way where it's if you are a creative person you're looking for those things Mm -hmm. and i've never well maybe i'm kind of thinking through it now i've never thought of creativity knocking i've always thought you're out looking but maybe it's the same thing yeah right how do you how would you when you write a song how do you how do you do it do you sit down with some paper and force it you 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 take some time i can i can do that yeah i can i can i've done a million rights where i can write a song in an hour yeah it's not that hard 
it's hard to write a good song that yeah. means something. Yeah. But it's not hard to write two verses, a chorus, and a bridge. I mean, mm-hmm. we could write one right now. Yeah. It, you, we could. But especially with G, D, E minor, and, and a capo. <laughs> a capo. <laughs> yeah. That, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that, that I don't mean to negate like how incredible it is to create something. But I, but I do, when I write, I did spend a lot of time killing myself, knocking on creative, like seeking inspiration, and it was it was a detriment to me creatively, mm-hmm. because it I was looking and knocking and knocking, and then when I couldn't find it, it was like, oh, what well, what's wrong with me, right, or whatever, right? And then now in the past few years, I've taken the I've taken the belief of the the Elizabeth Gilbert model, where it's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna open myself up to it. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. And well, and now, you did that right from the beginning. It sounds like when you shared your yeah. story. So I think... Um, now, you said something there a little bit ago, though. Like, I think we all have access to the same incredible creative spirit. That doesn't mean it's going to manifest itself the same for all mm-hmm. of us. Like That doesn't mean we're all going to be Stevie Ray Vaughan or John Prine or John Mayer or whoever we... In the music, I'm talking music because yeah. that's where I'm from. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're all gentlemen. Gonna, if we're talking podcasts, gentlemen. <laughs> it doesn't mean Roman we're all going to be at that level, but we all have access to that same power. Well, and I was going to say too, not to take anything away from an artist's hours and hours and hours of work yeah. and locking themselves in the room mm-hmm. and getting good at their craft. Yeah. Maybe so they're able to express those ideas when they when they come. You know what I mean? Like it, it's mm-hmm. there, there's, there's like a, the skill a, doesn't magically download in absolutely you. not. No. So it's is it the preparation of I'm going to be really good at this, and when the inspiration hits me, that's the magic moment. Kind I, of. I look at it as, as like when I play a a solo in like jazz, I've gotten better at soloing um, just because my fingers have learned more yeah. more tricks. So like I've trained myself to be able to play the things that are in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I record at home, I'm not really a songwriter like you are, but I'll have ideas that I can't, I can't produce what I'm thinking of in my head because I don't have those skills, and I wish mm-hmm. I did. And so maybe that's something different, but but that's 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 you're you are moving with intention, yeah. by practice and skill, yeah. which then allows opens you up to be able to bring to life those ideas, right? Like when I when we a lot of I I rarely write alone. I generally collaborate because I find it a lot more liberating and also because I'm limited as a musician and I learned that early. So my creative partners, I, they're the guy, they're the people that I can go, um, can you, can you play that? I I don't know how to play that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll, they'll play it. Yeah. And then, so they, they have that skill set. I have a different skill set. Nice. You're describing my brother and I playing together for years. He he was the guitar expert and I just could, yeah, play through him. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in your both musically creative guys, do you ever see people who are like epically skilled but can't really do anything with it? Yeah. Like epically skilled at the craft of like performance. Yeah. But then really struggle writing um, a song. Writing a song. And what about the opposite where somebody's super creative but can't? Execute. Um, execute. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that's oh that's like open mics. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the joy of open mics. That's well there's also songwriters that that's what they do. They they don't perform, they don't play, they just write yeah. songs. That's their skill. Although secretly 
most of the people that would that I've met that say that they're that are also incredibly talented mm. singers and right. players. They just don't want the attention. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So they can do it. They right. just And this might be a really dumb question, but what does the world pay more for? Or like what's more valued? Is it the pop star in front of the t- television screen and they maybe didn't write it themselves? They or? have the most sellable product. Because they look good and they have a few dance moves and their well, they voice sell is the nice. Tickets. Yeah, the songs don't sell the tickets. Mm. Not not in the pop. Not necessarily. I don't. Not all the time, but not necessarily. But in the pop world or that big show world, the artist, the performer, sells the ticket. Yeah, and not that that's what matters. I just wonder, like, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. I was going to ask you about uh, loud truck going by there. <laughs> it's a really loud. I was going to ask you with your experience with Canadian Idol yeah. and them following you around and, and you know producing this sort of, I don't know, persona for you. How, how did you find that process? Like It wasn't about music at that point. Yeah. It was just about a story, I, yeah. I guess. Did that feel weird? No, I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Because it, it actually kind of makes you go, oh, my life's not that boring. Right. <laughs> like when you, when you really like all of a sudden there's like they're following and they're because their life experience is different than mine, but it's all I know, so I think it's mundane or whatever. And then yeah. when they come along, it's and they're like highlighting these little pieces of it, mm. they find it interesting. Mm. And I mean, I've always loved, I love being in front of the camera, and I just I enjoy that, so yeah. I I like it. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yep. Tyler, when you make rap songs, yeah. I was waiting for someone to ask about my rap career. <laughs> I, just I was going to earlier, yeah. but... Do you just sit down and just pencil the paper, you're done? Or do you sort of have to have a shower and just wait for it to, to strike, you know? Oh, uh, I usually write them pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pretty, like, uh, rhyming couplets. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I bet. Well, listeners, <laughs> I'm not a... I don't really write music. Well, I make look for Tyler Captain as a rapper on Spotify. <laughs> I think, and the new face tattoo would say otherwise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all image. That's all. Chris, sure. I, I want to mention briefly, uh, you're, you're quite the artist, like visual artist. Uh, okay. Okay. But you I, do things I that like I think Google. I don't yeah, know how I, you do yeah. that. Yeah. Do you see overlap and parallels here between that world? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the... There's definitely times when I feel more inspired to do something and where I don't like I, I'm kind of inspired by Ryan just saying, hey, this is I need to be intentional about it. Take time, set time aside to do that where that almost I think sometimes people might think that that's killing the creative spirit, like what you're going to like schedule your creativity. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that intentionality about it just to where you get to hone your craft. So that, like you said, Graham, when you're, you have the skills and you're prepared when the idea kind of strikes you. Um, so I, for sure, I think, and I was going to ask you guys that, where does, what, where is creativity? Is it just in music and visual arts or does it exist in fixing an engine or oh, that's, cooking so I was a thinking, meal? I was or, thinking about that today because we had the question about like, are you born with it or can it be learned? Yeah. And I was thinking about it today on my run and I was like, it we are all born with it. Like I absolutely 100%. Like you're an image that. bearer. So you have a creative. We spirit. are, we are, we were born in creation. Yeah. So we are creative beings. And I was thinking about my brother who's younger than me. He is a creative genius with small engines. Hmm. You mentioned that. Like 
He can fix anything, build anything out of nothing. And that is, and I'm in awe of that. And I believe that is as creative as me singing a song mm. or writing a song. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just different. The world highlights the, the performant art, mm-hmm. performing arts because they're yeah. spectacle. But I, I want a good lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I need yeah, some creative too. genius. That little Tecumseh's just just turn. making my little lawnmower engine run like a top. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think we're born with it. Everybody is. I keep thinking about teaching math and having kids say like, "I'm not a math person," and me being like, "Anybody can be a math person." Yep. Do you believe that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. As do I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a. But okay, so I hear that, but there's something about you guys with music that I get that you maybe think that about music, but there's no way I could be like you guys are with but music. They're not they're saying creativity isn't the ability to play music. Like, no, but I I kind of I know that, but I mean, I don't think I'm on the level of creativity with anything that you guys are with music. So, but and then my pushback on that is there's what's a level? Like what why yeah. is my love is it is it because I've been paid for my art yeah, or is maybe. it because I've performed in front of a lot of people is that make my art more significant I don't believe it does it I believe that's part of what I was designed to do and so I'm simply walking into that it might quantify it a bit because it's like it's measurable in a way like either you got paid or people want yeah. it a yeah. piece of it maybe Chris I think you and I would be in a similar boat where like uh, we, I think, have diversified our creativity thinly in some areas. Like, <laughs> like I, like I, I feel like I am somewhat musical. Yeah. And like, if I had the intention and I really pursued it, I think I could achieve something. <laughs> like, I'm not saying like yeah. be a make any money off of it, but I could become better. Yeah. But I also, I haven't been intentional. Like all, but. I'll also spend some time drawing or running or yeah, yeah. building something. Like mm-hmm. so, I'm skill wise, I haven't excelled in any one area, but I think I have the same amount of creativity. Mm-hmm. It's just been spent in different ways, I guess. I've often wondered. Sorry to, to kind of keep going with no, that. I've often wondered if there's a, a person who, you know, um, grows up no musical ability whatsoever. You know, can't hear pitch. I wonder if they, if they grew up in a, in a in a home, let's say that had music all the time, like if that would change things, or if they just were never going to be that way, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I don't know. Well, that I mean, that's another that's nature versus nurture, right? That's exactly. Other, yeah. You know, but again, that that has not. I think again, when going back to like, are you born with it or is it learned? It's has nothing to do with the medium, right? Like sure. creativity mm-hmm. is. You, uh, an, a, a, an incredible yeah. orator is one of the most mm. unbelievable things to me. Yeah. Like when I hear Obama, who I just think is a brilliant orator, speak, I'm in awe of yeah. his delivery of a speech. Yeah. That's creative. That's good stuff. He loves the wire too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's a big he? fan. Oh, yeah. Really? And yeah. the guy who doesn't get any credit is the dude who wrote that. Who for wrote him. that? Or lady who. And they are. Are a wordsmith. Yeah, sure. wordsmiths. Yeah, they have a good podcast called Pod Save America. John Favreau and those guys. Those guys wrote for Obama. They were they were writers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Not the only ones, but yeah. sure. 
Shout out to a much more popular podcast. <laughs> no, no. Listen to this one. Yeah, that is a, that is a good one. This All is right. really awesome to talk about this stuff. I think about it sometimes and maybe not as much as I should, but yeah. Yeah, but that's it's, really it's cool like topic. that's the that's the that's the mentality we need to let go is like kind of defeating ourselves by saying maybe not as much as I think I should. Well, you just do what you can. That's what yeah, we yeah, do what true. we can and it, when time permits and life permits, maybe you'll you'll step into it and then all of a sudden we'll see you down at the farmers market doing whatever just you busking do. Busking away with my doodles. Doodling, <laughs> doodling people. I was picturing you just singing Backstreet Boys songs or something. <laughs> Man, that's a that was what I was going to confess tonight. I like the Backstreet Boys. Um my brother shared once a calendar, my brother Andrew, um, of his day where he was, he's a writer, mm-hmm. he's a creative guy, and he, he's a really hard worker, and he shared like a color-coded, yeah. get up at this time, go to bed at this time in the middle, exercise, prepare meals, write, and then he had a creative time, like that was an hour, and I thought, this is weird, like what do you, what do, you do in that mm-hmm. time, but um, he, he would schedule creativity time into his day. And that doesn't necessarily probably doesn't necessarily mean he's doing anything in that hour. He could just be sitting in quiet. He could be reading. He could be and just kind of letting inspiration. Yeah, right. Come, you know. Instead of just you know, he's. I've spent both ways where I've spent that hour just banging on the the invisible wall, saying, "Give me creativity," and then I've spent it just sitting. Hmm. Yeah, doing nothing. Yeah, that's kind of both of those things are cool. And could be super frustrating too. Both of them yeah. equally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we break and write a song? Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, Ryan, before we talked about creativity, we had gotten to the top of the mountain. <laughs> yes. With your band. And uh, sort of alluded to the other side. Yeah. So um, do you want to pick up where we left off a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, reached the mountaintop, which we had been hustling for and climbing and fighting for. And it was, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was amazing. I mean, we were playing packed houses and people knew our songs and Mm -hmm. we were on the radio and we were making money. And, but... I mean, it's the age old in any business, right? It's like all of a sudden there's success and money and everybody then gets another their own ideas about how to continue to build that and how to spend that money or, you know, okay, what's the next step? And I had started to diminish, I had started to develop quite bad anxiety at the peak of this. Um, and my mental health was struggling. I mean, I was, I was, scary thin like when i look back at pictures now i because i mean we we were running like i would go we would gig thursday generally thursday friday saturday night we would drive home sunday i would work monday tuesday wednesday get in the van drive Mm. gig thursday friday saturday come home Mm. and it was just repeat 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 so i was unhealthy physically i was mentally crashing uh, because I was starting to like, we were so successful and it was like, you have to maintain that level of energy and success. And eventually ideas changed and um, me and my, the creators of the band and business partners had a falling out. And uh, 
I had to step away from, I had to leave the band and, um, it was hell, hell yeah. mm. because not only for me, but for our agent and our manager, like all these people who had invested so much time and energy into us who were going to finally see the fruit of that. I had to be like, and I was the front man of the band. So I was kind of the face of the, the band and the voice. And then I had to say, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Was that an abrupt halt or was it like, it, a- the, 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 the action was abrupt, but it, it, in hindsight, you could see it coming. It was coming for a while. And we just, we were just having so much fun and we're on such a high that we didn't really want to look at like dealing with any kind of stuff. We just wanted to enjoy it Mm -hmm. because it was phenomenal. Yeah. Right. At that point, just I'm wondering create creatively when you're touring, when you're, everybody knows your stuff, are you still creating or are you kind of, I don't know what the word is, but are you on the coattails of what you've done in the past? It, that that was a little bit of, for me personally, in my heart that I was struggling with, because we were, we were like a really amazing entertainment band, mm-hmm. but we weren't really singing anything that said anything or meant anything to me. It was just like great dancing party songs that would get people to drink beer, which is great and super fun. Mm-hmm. But at some point it's like, well... And I started to be like, well, I, I started to get that old, like, where the front man's like, wants a side project and <laughs> just needs an outlet of something yeah. different. Yeah. And I wasn't, fe- I, was a, I was a very flamboyant, um, gregarious, extroverted front man. But then inside, I was like uh, falling apart a little bit and was very introverted. And I would come off the stage. I, I remember we were in um, Merritt at Rock and River Fest playing the second second to the head headliner slot on a Friday night. Like it was freaking unreal. And we got off the stage and that high left. And I just like sat in the back and was like, like just sad and anxiety ridden in my bands. Like what's wrong with you? Like, come on, look at what's going on. And I just was like, we suck. I suck. And, uh, so anyways, I, we, we, the band split and, uh, I had a, like a literal mental and physical breakdown. Um, it was so difficult. Wow. Um, I ended up on disability at work and had to, I was off work for six months, mm. I think six months or four months or what, I can't remember what it was, but, um, and I was just, I thought I was just done creatively. I was like, because I had uh, everything I had done, I had done with the intention of reaching this goal. Mm-hmm. And so, I had never really created just to create. It was always with purpose. Right. And so now I didn't have a purpose Hmm. to create. There was no reason to create. And then eventually I started going back to open mics. Started with an open mic. Hmm. I ended up going back to an open mic. Not to sing, just to go and witness creativity witness people who were not good at it but loved it and and Mm -hmm. created because they were born to create Mm. and then that process slowly started pulling me back into i remember i saw you like i had seen you as boom chucka boys but then i like i knew you at the time but i saw you at um the crossing i don't what was it called before the crossing oh fratters fratters and 
you like people knew who you were yeah. but you were pumping up like a young kid who i can't remember the kid's name or anything but just i remember just thinking it was so cool how you were excited about them who weren't like they, their show wasn't great but um just the energy you had and the respect you had for them and the encouragement you gave them was mm. like is this always what it's like at an open mic i don't know i hadn't been to many but the good ones that's what that's yeah i just thought that was so cool yeah so yeah i just Slowly made my way back and thought I was done, but the old uh, Godfather three quote from Al Pacino: "Just when I thought I was up, pulled <laughs> back in." Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I've been creativity came. I've knocking. been creating in a healthy way and writing. Every recording I do becomes more and more honest and true to who I am now, and I've still struggle with like I miss the big shows, man. I mean, I miss. I do miss that. But nowadays, I mean, I'll take a bar stool in front of 30 people and mm. with no noise and just pour my heart out and yeah, let it be. I mean, no one's really getting the big crowds now anyway. So <laughs> Not right now. It doesn't really matter. Now we're even the 30. Even <laughs> yeah. the 30 people. 30 is a big crowd right now. Yeah. Well, Ryan, your single, I think, came out yesterday when this episode comes yes, out. Yes, it comes out. Yes. Right. April 30th. Right. Yes. So I think that's the that's day before yesterday. this comes out. Yes, so yesterday. This it's, is weird. <laughs> it's, I listened on the way here, and it was fantastic. Thank you. And uh, yeah. our listeners should definitely check it out. Uh, I forget what it was called. I just, just a word. Just a word. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be everywhere, Spotify, whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. And thank you for the records too. That was really yeah. generous. Yeah, I'm so you know often artists will be like, oh, they don't want to listen to their old stuff, or you you instantly move on. That's just the no naturally. But this is really good. Yeah, where I'm so proud of it. Like it's going to be something that um, may not have been heard by tens of thousands, but those that have heard it, I think, mm-hmm. can appreciate it. It was a it was a it was an absolute uh, creation from. I was so fortunate because I received a significant grant, which allowed me to basically create whatever I wanted in any way I wanted. Wow! Hmm. That, so that's that's this. Why well, that, is this? That's for the single or this album? This album. Okay. Yes. So we're holding an album that he brought for us. That's that's a dream. That's a dream album. I heard "Light and Dark" on CBC Radio. Yeah. And like I had, I hadn't heard the song yet, and I was like, I know. Like they introduced. Yeah. Oh man, I know, <laughs> I, know, I know that guy. I can't wait. My so son is cool. so into putting on records with me. So oh, good. Yeah, definitely tomorrow doing this. Too. Yeah. Uh, needle drop B side for the song Barstool. There's like a minute and a half piano interlude. Okay. So good. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. The album we're talking. We haven't even mentioned the name of it. It's it was a song. Yep. Yeah. It's. Yep. That's awesome. Well, uh, we normally don't go for segments, but we could. We can tonight. Yeah. What do you yeah, think? Tyler? Let's do it. It's a birthday present to Ryan. Yes, because yeah. this is like the greatest birthday. <laughs> oh, present. that's awesome. Okay. One sec. So usually as we wrap up um, an episode, we like to talk about being harmonious and finding ways to, to do that in our everyday lives. And we've been talking a lot about creativity. And one, one topic that I think we have opportunities to be harmonious or at least to talk about that is in monetization or um, finding value in the things we create. So um, 
Yeah, that's just kind of a starting point for this last segment. What do you guys think about monetization of creativity and art? It's necessary for art to... Not for art to continue. Hmm. Because you can create for free. I mean, you can create... It it costs nothing to create a base thing, but it does cost money to put it in the world. And Hmm. I think because we have... Because these last you know number of years, every we have so much access to everything instantly mm-hmm. for free because a ten dollar a month subscription to Spotify yeah. is free right. basically. Basically, um, we and I'm I'm guilty too. We we forget the cost of creation of, to create things that we hear, we do or read or anything. Yeah. We and also consume at a crazy level. So, but that 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 diminishes what yeah. we what we think right. the sure value of the product yeah, is. Exactly. Just because we consume it in a moment and then move on doesn't change mm-hmm. what that cost, not just monetarily, but hmm. blood, sweat, and tears part of it. Yeah. Right. Um, was, the second song that'll be coming out of out of this cycle. I was, we were writing and I was talking to the writer and we're a couple of old dogs in the biz and we were like, little, do, little does anybody know that this song that they're going to hear that's three minutes and 30 seconds long took six months <laughs> to write yeah, of right. like, of pondering, yeah. reflection, <laughs> back and forth. Like, yes, we got together and finished it in three hours. But it took six months of life to mm. to create it. Yeah, and so I think like my vision and my kind of part of my passion now is is in a in a not in a non egotistical or stupid way, um, telling people about the value of monetizing mm. art mm-hmm. and of like how telling people that like when I release a song, I have employed and and paid eight or nine people yeah. to help me bring it to life. And I need people to get on board with me so that I can continue to do that. And so my my vision is to is to create this this conversation around um, explaining value, <clears throat> explaining that when somebody pays whatever five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars for for something that i've created it's not it's not so that i can drive a sports car it's so that they're not buying that what they're doing is actually employing and um building up an entire community of people right musicians engineers producers mixers studio space people that have invested their lives into arts yeah they are the benefactors and that's where the art comes from. That that if you value it, like you need to put your money where your what's the saying ears are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Normally like if no, that's what you value. Like I guess what I'm I'm thinking is if people don't, then what's going to happen? Right? Like, will we only have? Will the only options of art be the what's popular? And, what's on what's on YouTube? Right, and and then who like that, people, that, that everybody's just putting on for free, and yeah. there's less community, less collaboration, less time, or worse, I think. What studios or whatever, whatever they're called, decide what's popular or 
So that's the thing is there will be an entire um, collection of art lost because there will always be like, there'll always be created and songs released that will never stop. But there will be a, a, a section of like, I think, (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean this, I don't know, but like older demographic, real life music that could be lost because that's the stuff that's hard to monetize yeah. because it's not flashy and it's not in front of people all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, that's how we make it now is we go out and play shows. But during this time with COVID and everything, nobody's played shows. I haven't played a show for a year. And it's going to be a long time before they come back. Right. Um, and so, but I just think, man, if, if people can catch the spirit of like what's happening in, not, not, not in the release, not, not the finished product, but everything that goes into Mm -hmm. that, like even with this podcast, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just press record and talk. Mm -hmm. And so if people understand that and then they're like, I love it. And if all it, if all it takes is 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, and and I get to be a piece of it. Yeah, then that's ma- like that's magical, right? And it's a little bit ironic, maybe, that the medium of distribution is greater now than ever with with the internet. Like, mm-hmm. and we should be able to do that easier than ever to support kind of like a local business style, I guess, in that mm-hmm. sense. That it's it's almost worse for artists now than it ever has been. It, it part of it is because I think we've been we've been. <sighs> Almost, I don't got to be careful what I say, but like, almost shamed into asking for well, monetary I support. That's what it is, yeah. Where it's like, if you have to ask for it, then is it really worth it? And I've right. I've dealt with that where it's like, well, mm-hmm. if it's worth it, it'll somebody will somebody will pay for it. Yeah. But I don't. That's not true. If you don't ask, I mean, it's the put it out in the universe conversation about like if you don't ask, if people don't have an opportunity to yeah to be a part if they don't know that they can or even hey i didn't even realize that was a thing sure here's 10 bucks please keep That's doing like, it i'd for love me, to when i go you. to a show now i don't even if i don't like the band i'm like i'll buy your vinyl yeah because frick you've put a lot into this yeah yeah i like that as a practice for for my wife and i as well like we always get the vinyl yeah like it's just yeah and i and vinyl for for supporting them in, in person but also too just the action of taking it out of the of the case yeah. putting it on the machine and sitting with intentionality to listen to it with with streaming services, we don't do that. We listen to. Yeah. I bet if you playlists. got some some of the yeah. playlists, I, I bet if you looked at some of the numbers and how long people listen to the music, you know, thirty seconds, they're on to the next one. You know what I mean? That kind of style. And I appreciate the vinyl, by the way. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is I like that mm-hmm. sitting down to listen to it and taking it in properly. And but I'm not even like a grumpy guy about like. I mean, I use Spotify. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean, do. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, the artists that I love, I. You also you find them. I also find them and I support them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know that it that's it it costs money to the saying in like the indie music world is like you the there's sayings like you gotta you gotta spend money to make money. But in the music business it's you gotta spend money to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's it's right, like man. I remember like our yeah, our agents and managers would be like, Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta spend money. Yeah. And then we'd be like, We are. You gotta spend more. <laughs> Oh. You spend money to spend money. You got to spend money to get to a point where you can spend more. more. <laughs> Ryan, do you think? Um, do you think looking to the future post COVID, which it could be a while, mm-hmm. but do you think 
there, there's potential for a revival. People are desperate for live music again. It's going to be more than before, maybe potentially. I was I was skeptical of that for a while because people were talking about this great revival in the twenties, the Roaring Twenties, and like referencing right. all these things. And but we went out for dinner the other night on a patio, so my wife and I, and people are desperate for They're community itching. and yeah. for being around people. So I, I do think it. I do think there's going to be some kind of a special. Mm revival of some kind of but not of, of music but just of community which is what music is i mean i think that it's there's going to be a special time well and that's when you get those creative and cultural booms is yeah. when you're yeah i think there will be too yeah so it's gonna come I mean, knocking be ready here's to hoping yeah right? yeah mm-hmm. well speaking of creative booms let's confess some things <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I think that's I think that's a good place to maybe stop for tonight. Yeah, uh, Ryan, it's been a blast, man. Yeah, it's been really awesome. It's been an absolute glory. <laughs> I still don't believe that's yes. our forty second episode in your forty second. Yeah, unbelievable. So yeah. All right. Well, let's confess. Ryan will confess he made that up, and we'll get out of here. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'll confess it's not my forty second birthday. <laughs> Well, we're going to close uh, our evening here with some confessions, and uh, I'm going to start. It's not my deepest of confessions. It's not going to get me in trouble with loved ones, but I it's embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, it's a blessing. where I uh, record music and, and make the podcast, there's a, a window right in front of me, and uh, a lot of ladybugs this time of year start crawling around the edges of, of the windows. I don't like where this is going. No? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, basically, I I kill them. <laughs> what? That's exactly what I knew. Was Bring stop. them here. I need them for my. Do you ZZ really? Because yes, there's been a few days where there's been a lot of them. So basically, my confession is that I talk to them as I kill them. I sort of. <laughs> I've never. I don't think I've ever killed a ladybug in my life. I no. I gently. Uh, how, do, how do you kill them, Graham? Well, first you have to lick your fingertips to give a, a better grip, and then you just slowly approach. And they're not like flies. They're not going to get away from no, you. No. And you slowly yeah. touch them. And and I usually say like. That's all. It's all over for you. Or you, <laughs> Do you came count to the wrong their spots house. before you crush them. <laughs> Sorry, rally crush it. And I slowly crush, and I, I feel like the crinkling in my fingers. And then there's a plant in the room, and I just drop it in the dirt oh, oh, in the plant. Yeah, Why not just put it on the plant as a live ladybug? Yeah, they're good for things. Okay, honestly, if it was only a, a few, like once in a while, but there's quite a few. You of said them this was days. an innocuous confession. I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. Well, now I feel awful. <laughs> no, just kidding. but anyway, I've probably killed ah, three, four dozen in the last few weeks. That's a lot of ladybugs. It is. Yeah. I think our old house has an infestation. And if <laughs> anyone knows if that's a problem, please email the show <laughs> yeah. at our home. Can I give you my plant? Because it has aphids and ladybugs eat. Aphids. Are you serious? Yeah. So I had students collect ladybugs for me on Friday, and I just put a dozen ladybugs Boom. on my plant. Oh man! But harmonious serendipity right now. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? So wow. my confession You're is that I, I them sort of crazy, and I'm trying to. I sort of whispered to them as I slowly killed Which them. Which is even worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like yeah. serial action. Yeah, and and serial I'll often murder. have one hand on the piano still as I do it. All right, Chris. That is awesome. I can't beat that. Yeah. Okay, here's mine, and it's not going to be as bad, um, at least for <laughs> Shanna, as the last bad. time. No, not as Graham's. as my own personal confession. Will Shanna text us? Well, she might, but I think she knows this already. It's I believe in a few weird things, so here's one of them. 
I believe in this rule of three things. When things happen in threes, I take real close, pay real close attention. So, for example, a number of years ago, if I would see the same person on the street that I had never seen before, but in a short amount of time, I felt like it meant something to either. In the first time this happened, I thought I'm supposed to pray for that person, which is really weird. Uh, it happened tonight. So I was planning, thinking about the intro for the 42nd episode. Then Ryan showed up and I was I had two different intros planned and it was his 42nd birthday today of all days mm-hmm. on the 42nd episode. So I got this kind of weird feeling. I get Ooh. that weird, you know, interesting, like the hairs on my arm stand up kind of. So you're like superstitious. Well, is that would you call that a superstitious, a superstition? Or are you just a little stitious? <laughs> yeah, it's not superstitious. <laughs> I think it's weird. Like I yeah, agree, yeah. It, that's a weird thing. It was a coincidence. Yeah, there are no coincidences. If the rule I of also three applies, kind of then I have to go buy a white Dodge Grand Caravan because <laughs> oh, a boy. friend of ours, the other, like two nights ago, we had a fire with them around. They bought one, a white caravan. They showed it to me today on my run. I saw three white Dodge Grand Caravans, not theirs. Okay. Hmm. That's something. So, Chris, so, would you buy one? No, it wouldn't like force me to make like a huge purchase, but I would take note like, okay, like I'm supposed to think about something here or it's never forced me to or impel, compelled me to, to purchase act? anything, but to act. Yeah. You've to talk on it. Yeah. To yeah. talk to a person. So when you get to two. I don't like, even think about it. Honestly, think about it I'm not. All. I'm like, I'll be like, oh, I think I recognize that guy. But then if I see him a third time, I'll be like, whoa, mm. that was the third time. Mm. Weird. You're a weird guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm weird for slowly killing ladybugs? No, I don't, I don't think know. that's weird. <laughs> no, it's criminal. It's just terrible. <laughs> um, I have a music-related uh, confession. Hmm. First, it's going to start as a brag, which mm-hmm. is how these quite often go. Um, I was in a band in university, and we won Battle of the Bands a few times. Whoa. But the confession is the band names that we would choose. And we would change them each year because we would have a lot of fun picking team, uh, band names. And one year we were called Love Cannon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and how was that name not already taken? <laughs> no doubt. That one I actually think is kind of good. It's pretty good. Love but Cannon. this one is embarrassingly bad, I think. But you guys can weigh in. It was Count Rockula. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty the bad. cannon is much is much more suitable for you, uh, <laughs> yeah. person. Little I know, but you love cannon. <laughs> but uh, the with the Count Rockula, just my memory of it was we had uh, our guitarist went on stage with like his hood on, and kind of like gloomy. He played like a, a just a, a minor chord on like a keyboard, and had like a monologue about doom and castles. Ooh, nice. and, oh wow! And he had this long monologue, and then he. It started at it just ended with him saying count Rockula <laughs> and then we all like ran out on stage and I just did like a wow. I played drums. So I just started Man, with a huge crazy good. drum thing and then we went into our That's your showmanship right that there. That's, that's it was, how you win but, by all the bands. Yeah. Listeners, but, Ryan is uh writing notes in his book just for <laughs> Dark <future>. Monologue. Rockula. <laughs> monologue. Our band <laughs> lost three Three battle bands in a row, so we, we should have done that. Was it to Dang. love Cannon or Rockula? <laughs> Count Rockula. Count Rockula. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Ty. <laughs> Brutal confession. <laughs> well, the Count Wait, what, what ter- was the confession? The confession there? is that we thought that name that, that was, was a good. Bad, oh, you yeah. thought it was like bad. It's a terror, like, it is bad, okay. right? Got it. Count Rockula? That should not be yeah. a great name. Our band was called Listerine Charlie Sheen for about a year. That's pretty good. And I thought that was, yeah. I actually That's better than Count Rockula. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, our, on guest. that our pseudo our pseudo name in the studio this time ended up being Tender Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because we were playing really mellow and everybody was kind of chill. Yeah, and then somebody's like, "This is like Tender Surrender." Whoa! I'm like, yeah, oh, Tender nice. Surrender. So it's pretty good. That kind of sounds like the, the piano that'll be playing right about now. Yeah, <laughs> <Who knows>? yeah. <laughs> That's like a good double bill with Love Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I don't have anything too marvelous other than I do I have a strange fascination with incredibly dark Scottish crime novels and so they're a little Hmm. they can be a little odd um, to read but they're quite good can you give like an example for uh, there's a there's a series by JD Kirk that follows this I just stumbled on him through the online library and I'd use Goodreads and I just yeah and uh, yeah they're just there's always a crazy serial killer and the hunt for that and it, but they're all based in, you know, these crazy places I've never been or heard of and mm-hmm. they talk funny and, but I just love them and I pound through them. Cool. So yeah, uh, that's just a side note thing. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably love Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I've dipped into it, but hmm. yeah, I prefer the, I, I haven't watched it, but Tyler recommended it once. These books are great oh, too because they're. I just like <laughs> I like disappearing into books, so and they're super fast, so yeah. you can just pound them off. Do any of the like serial killers just slowly crush innocent insects? They wouldn't do that. <laughs> they start. They start out that way. They're not psychopaths. <laughs> they're not psychopaths. <laughs> I do talk to them though. It's I, I, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> if you just kill them, it'd be fine. It's because you're whispering their name as they die. <laughs> I count their spots slowly. <laughs> Tyler, why don't you wrap up the episode for us here, buddy? Well, we're um, accessible on social media. Recently, yeah. actually, we we've even ventured into Facebook. Mm-hmm. So Saw that you can um, communicate with us through Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And of course, our email, which is our favorite, yeah. um, harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. We have a great email that we didn't read tonight that we will read next time. I can't wait. Yeah. 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 So thanks for sending those in. Yeah. Tyler, I don't know how Facebook works, but the handle or whatever you call it for Facebook, is it the same as Instagram? And I think so. Like, how would you find it? <laughs> yeah, um, just harmonious Googled, I just Googled Harmonious Gentleman. And it comes yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. If you just search it. You're the only one. should know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even on Facebook. No, so no, I don't, I you're the only harmonious gentleman on Facebook. Oh, I am. No, no you. We are. You guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. We're the only harmonious gentleman. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> not. I'm caught up now. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we love. Uh, yeah. Any kind of interaction, feedback. Yeah. Um, if you, we still are gathering feedback on this piano that's probably playing currently, and yep. that's been for a few minutes now. <laughs> Wonder what key it'll be tonight. Hard to tell. <laughs> Ryan, what do you have going on? Yeah, I got, yeah. Uh, uh, when this airs, you can hear my new song, Just a Word, on any uh, any platform you choose. Um, and you can find me on social media, Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Facebook website. But uh, yeah, find me and connect. And yeah. maybe you hear this and when COVID opens up, you want to 
have a house concert and have mm-hmm. me in to sing to you and your friends and cool. share some stories. And I we'll, do want to do that. We'll have a pint mm-hmm. and discuss, sing about life. Well, Good. the song the song is awesome. Thank you very much. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cool. Well, Chris, thank you for hosting us tonight. Yep. Hey, it's great. Thank you nailed it. Yeah, Outside, of course. Yeah, we're on the deck and it's Based. a beautiful evening. It is crazy. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think it's supposed to like snow in like four hours. I'm surprised it hasn't dropped in yeah. temperature, yeah. actually. It's supposed Come to on. drop like crazy. Yeah, it is supposed to snow yeah. this week. I guess we still are in April. Yeah. But yeah. And we could use the moisture. I've been in this province <laughs> for over 10 years and I'm still not used to this. I got to keep, keep could, working on it. Are you a farmer? <laughs> That's what <laughs> it is. Every time I mention it, I hear that. Well, we could use the moisture. <laughs> Yeah, it could rain. Okay. Well, thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having yeah, me. Hopefully, we'll see you again sometime. Really awesome. All right. All right. Good Happy night, birthday. listeners. Happy birthday. That's right. Yep. Chris is going to sing. <clears throat> we'll see you next time. Feels just a word until I was left alone. Stranded in the shadows of what used to be my home. I didn't know it then, but I damn sure know it now. Fear was just a word until I gave it power. Fear was just a word until I gave it power. Until I hit my knees Drowning in all my doubts But daring to believe I didn't know it then But I damn sure know it now Faith was just a word Until I laid it down Faith was just a word Until I laid it down Just a word until I heard your name, and suddenly the syllables had color and shape. I didn't.